welcome to the Faith Element Podcast for the December 11, 2022 session, focusing on James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11, Practicing Patience. I'm David Cassidy, and in a moment, I'm going to be joined by Bert Montgomery. But before he joins us, I wanted to talk for a minute about how this episode and the next episode are going to be a bit different. Uh, This is episode, believe it or not, 383. So we've been doing this for quite a while, and we hope to keep doing it for quite a while as well. And we appreciate you, our listeners. But I also appreciate the podcasting team, Nikki and Daniel and Bert and David Adams. They've been so diligent and faithful in in the recordings. And we're actually recording this over Thanksgiving holiday. And it just felt like a great time to be thankful for the team and to give them some time off. So the way it's going to work is you're going to get to be the podcasting team. I'm going to introduce Bert in just a moment and let him do the intro, which is awesome, by the way. And then it'll be your turn to basically take our place and in your group, discuss this passage, discuss Bert's intro, react to it, tell stories, do the things we typically do. And we're going to do it this way for this episode and for the next. And after that, we'll go back to normal and you'll have the team back. But uh, I really feel good about uh, giving them a break and honestly turning the mic over to you. So I hope you'll enjoy uh, Bert's intro and also conversing among yourselves about this text, uh, particularly this text during Advent. And so with that, I turn it over to Bert with the intro for December 11. I love the letter of James. It is short, sweet, strong, challenging, and practical. It is a letter to Christian churches that does not simply play theological mind games for the sake of rational doctrine. Eugene Peterson says that the letter of James asks, what good is a truth if we don't know how to live it? So on this third Sunday of Advent, we have this passage from the letter of James, chapter 5, in which we are instructed in a way to live, in a way to act. And for this passage, that is to be patient. We must be patient, James says. Let's strengthen our hearts. Stop our grumbling and complaining and bickering with one another. Hold on. Persevere. Be patient in our suffering. Now, there's certainly more than enough suffering going around in our world this Advent season, isn't there? Russia's ongoing war against the Ukrainians, our overcrowded, underfunded, and understaffed prisons in our own country, healthcare profiteering, denying millions life or death care, and denying millions more a simple, basic, decent quality of life, and mass shooting after mass shooting, after mass shooting, after mass shooting. Patience? Patience? James, don't talk to me about patience. Sometimes I feel like that U2 song, which is inspired by Psalm 40. I waited patiently upon the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. I will sing a new song. Yes, I waited patiently upon the Lord. I will sing a new song. But then there's that chorus that you too adds, how long, how long 
how long to sing this song? Because we're still suffering. Sometimes I feel like patience is an objective reality, like a football or a million dollars. They're out there. Somebody has them. Somebody can carry it. Somebody can hold it. I don't have it. Patience, however, is not a finite, concrete object like a football or a million dollars that someone or God can give you. Here's a million dollars. Here's a football. Here's some patience. Rather, I think patience, biblically speaking, including in the book of James, is a lifestyle, and it takes practice. It develops and grows with you, or it gets weaker and weaker when we don't use it. Patience involves choosing to put up with things, even people that we cannot avoid. And it's not so much that we choose to be around them as much as we can't not be around them, or we cannot be among these things, so we're going to accept that it's there and wait. (laughs) Wait it out. It means accepting discomfort, accepting annoyance, accepting misfortune, accepting even pain, and choosing to endure it rather than simply complain and not do anything or give in to despair. Stay focused, a coach might tell his team when a team is losing or her team. Keep your eyes on the prize, the civil rights marchers sang when they were getting beaten down in the streets. Because suffering can wear down on our patience until we think there's no patience left, until we give up. But patience may be a verb as much as it is a noun, because the more we use it, the stronger it gets, and the more it generates more patience as we continue to persevere and endure another day, another day. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. is exactly right when he explains why we can't wait when all sorts of people who were benefiting from a system told the nice African-American folks, just wait a little bit longer, smile and accept your suffering. But at the same time, we must wait because even like the civil rights marchers in the streets, suffering is going to continue and all good things take time. The Advent season is about waiting. It's about longing. It's about expecting the coming of the Messiah, the Christ child into this world that so desperately needs a Savior. Advent is so radically countercultural, as is the notion of patience. Patience and waiting are bad words in our hyper materialistic, consumeristic culture today. James uses agricultural imagery of planting seeds and waiting for the rains. And this is so foreign to most of us. I don't have to wait on seasons to get the food that I want. I don't have to wait months to see results. Regardless of the weather, I can get on my smartphone, open an app, and within two hours have groceries of almost any kind, in season or out of season, brought to my door. Our lives and our expectations and our culture today are best characterized by the Queen song, which proclaims, I want it all, and I want it now. We have so little patience. One of the things James tells us to do more than a few times in his letter is to pray. And we've often been told, pray for patience, and we should. 
but I've been thinking maybe then rather praying to God to give it to us, like a kid asking Santa Claus for a pony, maybe prayer is actually an act of practicing patience. Inasmuch as suffering and endurance involve situations, events, hardships, people we cannot avoid, maybe practicing patience through prayer is something we can learn to do. Maybe it's best modeled for us in Reinhold Niebuhr's famous serenity prayer. The first part is the one everybody knows because of AA and different recovery groups. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. There were people around me, situations I'm in, things going on I have no control over. Help me to accept this is my reality. Then give me the courage to change the things I can within the situation over which I have no control. There were a few things I do have control over. Help me to know what I can control from what I can't. The wisdom to know the difference. That's the most famous part, but then Niebuhr's prayer continues, and I think it, can, it contains the spirit of James's letter, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is even though it is not the way I would have it be. Trusting that Christ will make all things right if I surrender to his will, rather than fighting a fight to make everything bend to mine, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with Christ forever in the next. Now, I've taken a few liberties there and had a little bit of a paraphrase, but you can look that up and see the basic thing there. And maybe, maybe that's what James is getting to us, speaking to us on this Sunday in Advent as we wait. And as we learn to wait and do, do patience. Subscribe to the Faith Element Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Learn more about our Faith Element Bible study curriculum at faithelement.net. Faith Element is a service of Faith Lab.